0: Be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me. Jesus said to him in reply, Allow it now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. After Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Today we celebrate the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, and this feast gives us a chance to reflect on our own baptism. Most of those who are Catholic, they have been baptized as children. At least in my case I was baptized when I was a little baby, just weeks after my birthday, and I have no memory of my baptism. And I'm sure that if you were baptized as a child, you might remember very little things of the day of your baptism. It's good to know the day when you were baptized. I did my homework and I was reminded that I was baptized on October, 21st of 1978 in Seville, Spain, in Corpus Christi Parish. And by the way, something that is good is to put a reminder in your Google Calendar so every year Google reminds you, notifies you of that day so you can give thanks to God for the beauty and the gift you have received in baptism. And even more, give thanks for those who brought you to the font of baptism. Most of the times our parents take us to the the font of the church. So every year we should give thanks for that gift of baptism. And today we read in the gospel, the baptism of Jesus. And his baptism is kind of a mirror of our own baptism. The baptism of Jesus shows us in a visible way what happened in our souls in an invisible way in the day of our own baptism. The grace that you have received the day of your baptism is very profound. It's very deep. It's very powerful. And most of the times, it goes in a sense untapped. We don't activate, we don't unleash baptism of Jesus So to remind us of what happened in your baptism, there are so many angles we could go through, but I will try to focus on three aspects of the baptism of Jesus and our own baptism. Cleansing, christification, and commission. These are symbols at work in the baptism of Jesus. In the Bible, the water has many symbolisms. And the main symbolism of the Bible, of water in the Bible, is life. Water in the Bible symbolizes life. But also, uh, it might seem like a paradox, water also symbolizes death, symbolizes chaos, symbolizes sin. For the Israelites, the ocean especially, was a place that they could not control. So the ocean was kind of a symbol of evil. That's why Jesus walks on water, because he wants to demonstrate, I have even more power than the the waters of the lake and the ocean. So when the evangelist says that Jesus went down into the Jordan, it's not just saying, okay, this is a physical action. There's a symbolism here. Jesus is going down into sin. Jesus is entering the field of humanity. Think of the River Jordan as a history of humanity, sinful humanity. Jesus goes down into it to purify it. In Eastern spirituality, many of the icons of the baptism, they show the kind of waters of the Jordan with a shape of a tomb if you think of this image, it's kind of have a, like the shape of a liquid tomb because they wanted to portray that the going down into the Jordan was an anticipation of his death for our sins. So when Jesus goes down into the Jordan, he's saying he's going down into the tomb. He's going down to rescue us from sin. But when he goes down into the river, it's not that he will be polluted by sin. It's not that he will be contaminated by the waters of sinful humanity. On the contrary, he goes down to sanctify us. And this is a question many times the fathers of the church ask. Why did Jesus was baptized if he had no sin? Just a side note, sometimes I go to confession to Holy Rosary and I need to be there in the humiliating line, you know, the line of sinners. And people say, Father, you're here. Yeah, what do you think? I'm the Immaculate Conception, like <laughs> I also need to go to confession, no? And it's very humiliating to be in the line of sinners. And that's what happened with John the Baptist. He said, No, you no, like don't I cannot baptize you. So Jesus, he stands in the lines of sinners to be baptized. The difference between Jesus and me and Jesus and you is that he did not need to be there. He stands in that line because of solidarity. And this is what the fathers of the church, since the beginning of the development of the baptism of Jesus, have said that in his baptism... It's not that Jesus is sanctified by the waters of the Jordan, but he sanctifies the waters of the Jordan. Saint Maximus says once, Christ is baptized not to be made holy by the water, but to make the water holy, and by his cleansing to purify the waters which he touched. For when the Savior is washed, all waters for our baptism is made clean, purified as its source for the dispensing of baptismal grace to the people of future ages. So he goes down not to be sanctified, but to sanctify the waters of the Jordan and then to anticipate the sanctification that holy water will bring in each specific individual and singular baptism. So this is the first aspect, both of the baptism of Jesus and also of our own baptism. The day of your baptism, when the water touched your body, your soul was cleansed, was made clean. If you were a baby, original sin was forgiven. If you were an adult, all your sins were forgiven. And even more, since your baptism in your soul there is a special power and a special protection to overcome the assaults of the enemy if you think of the oil of salvation the one that the priest pours on you before being baptized it's a symbol of what people who wrestle put on their bodies so when wrestlers in an old time they will fight they will put oil on their body so when the opponent comes the members of the body will be slippery so that's what happened in your baptism you were anointed with the oil of salvation right before being baptized and it's a symbol of the power and the protection and the cleansing that Christ effected through baptism so that's the first aspect of baptism cleansing the second aspect of baptism is what we could call Christification or other words deification or divinization or in Greek theosis. Portlanders will love it like theosis is so cool. No? Like, in the waters of baptism you have been anointed by the Holy Spirit and you have been, been crucified. You have been made a child a daughter a son of God in the son when Jesus is baptized the heavens were open the holy spirit descended upon him and the father spoke revealing the identity of the son this is my beloved son with whom i am well pleased it's a beautiful line of the gospel to memorize this is my Beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. I always wonder what did Jesus feel the day of his baptism? How was his heart so full of love? Experiencing that companionship of the Father, experiencing deep in his being that he was the beloved son that his life was pleasing to the Father. How beautiful, how liberating, how powerful that baptism might have been. Do you know when in spiritual life you have kind of a powerful moment of God and you experience that God is real, that the heavens are open and all doubts are gone and you experience fire in your heart? Well, multiply that by three millions percent. That was the baptism of Jesus. But in a a mysterious way, that happened in our own baptism. The day the priest poured water on you and he said the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit three times, something happened in your soul, in your inner being, in the core of your being. You became a temple of the Holy Spirit. You became a living tabernacle of the glory of God. You were anointed by the Holy Spirit. The word Christian comes from Christos, and Christos means, means anointed. If you are a Christian, Catholic or, or non-Catholic, whatever the denomination of Christian you are, you are Christos, you are anointed The Holy Spirit in the day of your baptism sealed you with the love of God. Supernatural life entering into your soul. And once the Holy Spirit is in your soul, he only does one thing. He shapes the image of Christ in you. He shapes the mind, the will, the heart, the being of Christ. You're being Christified, divinized. You become Christ-like. And Christ is essentially the Son of God. So you become a child of the Father. So much that the Father can truly say when he sees you, you are my beloved Son. You are my beloved daughter. Believe in my love for you. In you I am well pleased. Really, really, the Holy Spirit shapes in the core of your being the face of Christ. Pardon this very graphic image, but you know that baptism means to immerse, to plunge, and to dunk. Like, either if you play basketball or if you like donuts, like dunking donuts, like... Please stay in the image, but only for one minute. Like, when you dunk like a donut in coffee, like, the coffee begins to permeate the whole being of that donut. So, something similar in a more supernatural way and more profound way has happened in the day of your baptism. You have been dunked. You have been plunged. You have been immersed into the life of God. All your inner being, your will, your mind, your heart, your history has been poured out into the love of God. So much that all that the Father wants to do with His Son He wants to do with you. And that's the gift you have received in the day of your baptism. The third and last effect I would like to highlight is the commission that happens in baptism. On the day of baptism, Jesus was equipped for his mission. Luke says that he went from the Jordan to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. So right after baptism, Jesus began his mission. Jesus began his public life. In the first re- second reading, Peter says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So in the day of baptism, Jesus is equipped for his mission. After his baptism, he goes to do good, to heal, for God was with him. Since his baptism, he goes now to heal the sick, to proclaim the kingdom, to console the suffering. He begins to unfold his mission of salvation, for God was in him, God was with him. He was sent to love into the world. And the same is true of you and me. If you have been baptized, you have been commissioned. To be commissioned means to be co-partner, to share in the mission. You share in the mission of Christ. You are another Christ in the world. God has sent you already into the world. And he equips you with the graces, the virtues, the gifts you need to be the presence of Christ in the world. Wherever you find a Christian, there we should find the presence of Christ alive today. Wherever you find a Christian, the word of God should be proclaimed. Those who are sick should be healed. Those who are suffering should be consoled. If you tapped into the grace of baptism if you unleash the grace of baptism because you can keep it dormant you can ignore it you can keep it like chocolate in the bottom of a milkshake without being stirred I'm making you hungry today (laughs) so baptism has this dynamic reality that we can forget or ignore. And that's why we're given this feast, to give thanks for the gift you have received long time ago, or maybe soon, recently. Whenever you receive it, and to activate it. Leo the Great, he wrote to those who have been baptized in the fifth century, Christian, remember your dignity And now that you share in God's own nature, do not return by sin to your former base condition. Bear in mind who is your head and of whose body you are a member. Do not forget that you have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the light of God's kingdom. Through the sacrament of baptism, you have become a temple of the Holy Spirit. 15 centuries ago. Remember your dignity today. You share in God's nature. Supernatural life dwells in you. You have been divinized. You share in the life of Christ. Do not return to sin. Do not compromise with the world. Do not go back to your base condition bear in mind that you're a member of this glorious body that is the church. Bear in mind that Christ is your head. Bear in mind you have been rescued from the power of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of His beloved Son. Through this sacrament, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, So this week, every morning, as you wake up, I invite you to do one thing. Give thanks for seven days for the grace of your baptism. Every day you wake up, say, today I'm going to be a disciple. Today I'm going to pray for the unleashing of that power that is in the inner recesses of my soul. And as a gesture of doing this, do the sign of the cross with holy water. Very important, do holy water, that the holy water remind us of baptism. In your mind, that you may think like Jesus. In your heart, that you may love like Jesus. And in your hands, that you may live and act and work like him.